Hi everyone. Welcome to the very first edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangabai, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Paul Green. Hi, Paul. Welcome. Hi. Thank Where you. Thank you, you very today, much for having Paul? me on. Ah, um, I am. I am in uh, a little village just outside Milton Keynes, and uh, I'm delighted to be your first guest. So thank you very much for inviting me on. Thank you. So the title of the podcast is Vet Marketing with Paul Green, and we're going to show people how to do that in just seven minutes. So question number one, Paul, who is your ideal client? My ideal client or a vet's ideal client? Um, a vet's ideal client. Vet's ideal client. So um, I, I, you, the easy answer is to say anyone that's got an animal, but what we, of course you really want is someone who has an animal, is prepared to pay good money for good veterinary care, uh, is someone who respects the vet and respects all of the staff and respects the practice, and that, that's going to be a certain demographic of people. And I think one of the mistakes that vets make is just opening the doors and saying, anyone with an animal come in, and I'm, I'm excluding, you know, obviously whatever legal duties you have to, to look after uh, sick animals. The very best clients you want are those who join your health plan, uh, they get their pet insured, and they, mm-hmm. they do what you tell them to do. And, and for me, that's an attitudinal thing, and you, you've got to target those kind of clients. Absolutely, and that leads us nicely onto question number two. What's the big, what's the biggest problem um, vet clients face, and how would you help them solve it? I think the biggest problem that the clients have is that they don't know what they don't know. So um, I, I've worked with on and off with vets for ten years, uh, but I'm not a vet. I'm a marketing guy. And, but I know, I know perhaps, you know, if, if, if that's the normal member of the public, the normal pet owner, and that's the, the, the vets and the nurses and the practice managers, I, I'm slightly, I'm just here. And um, quite often um, I find myself confused and thinking, what the hell's going on when, when vets start talking to me about, about veterinary, about clinical issues? And the, the problem is that the, because your entire world is veterinary, you read the magazines, you, the blogs, you go to conferences when you can, you know, everything is, is, is vet, 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 vet. For the average pet owner, um, having a contact with a vet is, it's a once or twice a year thing for something routine, and then it's an unfortunate thing when an animal's injured or ill. It's not every day. They don't understand the concepts. They don't know that they should be worming their dog or cat every single whatever. You know, they, they simply don't have that knowledge, and they don't know that they have that knowledge. So I think the biggest pain point for the client is actually entering your world is actually really scary. You know, vets vets practices smell weird. Now to you, it's you <laughs> yeah. you know that smell, you know yeah. why it have that smell. You probably don't even notice it anymore. It's, you're comfortable there, you know, this is your place. To mm-hmm. everyone else, vets are are weird places. And so I think I think as, as a practice owner, uh, you've got to do everything in your in your ability to make your clients feel warm and feel comfortable, and as well as their pets, of course. You know, most practices are, are more focused on the animals than they are on the humans. But you've got mm-hmm. to remember that the humans are the ones that pay the bills. So I think the more comfortable and warm you can make uh, you can make your, your practice and and the environment and just the way that you talk to them, the better. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I think you've already answered question number three which was Sorry. what typical symptoms um, would people experience with that problem but I think you've kind of covered that that was very good thank you Paul so um, with uh, three minutes and 50 seconds left question number four what are the common mistakes people make when trying to solve the problem that you just described 
you know, the things they thought were going to work, but were never going to work. So I think if, if we look at the, the, the problem as being how, how do you market your practice, I think the most common mistake by most vets is to, it's the same thing again, is to think like a vet and not as a pet owner. Mm -hmm. And you know, the, the, you, you might get a, a new 10,000 pound piece of technology and you think, oh, this is amazing. I can do lap stays or I can do this or I can do that. And so you go off and you do a marketing campaign that's, that's aimed at talking about that piece of, of kit and what you can do with it and all of these clinical benefits. And ultimately the best kind of marketing comes down to, to the lowest possible level, which is we love animals. We're really warm and friendly people. You can trust us. And that, those are the basic marketing messages for, for any veterinary practice. And veterinary marketing is actually really easy. You know, the, the digital channels that you've got available today, especially Facebook, Instagram, uh, WhatsApp now is becoming a, a marketing mm. channel, you know, Messenger, the automation levels that you can use, getting your website right, this, it's so easy. Consumer marketing is easier than it's ever been before, but most vets don't get it right because they're, they're too focused on clinical stuff. And actually you've got to focus on, on, on being warm, on being friendly. Um, in fact, uh, I'm gonna make a quick book recommendation. I know the clock is running, mm -hmm. but this is the best book you could, any vet could read on, uh, on, on marketing. Uh, it's called They Ask You Answer by Marcus Sheridan. And uh, I, I won't go into what it's about because I could talk about it for hours, but it is an amazing book. And when you, when you read it as a practice owner and you, um, and, and, and you realize it, it, it's about answering people's questions and, and talking to people at their level, which isn't about talking down to them. It's about you coming down and talking to mm -hmm. them at their level. And it's a revolution of content across your website and across your social media channels. And there will be five UK vets that implement this book. You could have everyone reading it, but only five will implement it. And they, yeah. will, they will literally wipe out their competitors. It'll be amazing. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You know, as soon as we think of something clinical, that's what we do. As soon as you mentioned marketing, we shut down and it's implementation. That's the, yes. the hard thing. Uh, thank you. Oh, thank you for that, Paul. Um, and question number five, and we've got a minute and 30 seconds left. Stress. What is, what is one valuable free action that someone listening to this can implement that will help, help them solve that problem? What's your top tip? And my top tip is to do three times more marketing activity than you're doing now. So if, if right now you're doing one post a day on social media, do three. You know, if you're doing Instagram two, three times a week, do it, do it six, nine times a week. Um, the, the, especially with social media, it's so disposable. The more action you take and the more you implement, literally the, the return come, comes back to you faster. And because you're doing consumer marketing, the return's really fast as well. Brilliant. So the idea is just to start, you know, start doing start and, and do more and, and do more of it. Fantastic. Yeah. And we've got 40 seconds. And the last question, what's the one question I should have asked you for um, that would give our audience great value? Oh, wow. Uh, what's the one question you should have asked me uh, is uh, what do you do if you haven't got time to do marketing? And the answer is you use the acronym DOA. Now, in your world, Sanjay, DOA is when, unfortunately, something's brought in and it didn't make it uh, mm -hmm. and it's dead on arrival. But actually, I want to rename DOA to yeah. Delegate, Outsource, Automate. That is the, the mantra for uh, how to get more marketing done. So if you personally don't enjoy it, I know I'm out of time, delegate it to a member of your team or outsource it. There's some great veterinary marketing agencies out there, people like Susie Samuels and, and various other people. Uh, and if you can automate it, we talked about Instagram and all of those kind of things. There are tools like Hootsuite, uh, Publer, and all sorts of other tools that you can automate um, those actions for you. Oh, that's fantastic. So 
if we learn nothing else, DOA, delegate, outsource, and automate. Fantastic. Wow, thanks, Paul. Those were some really fascinating insights. And I just want to thank you for joining me today on my first ever podcast. Thanks, Paul. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, and thanks for checking out the Bet Method podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It would be much appreciated.